You're listening to a special episode of the T21 Mom Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Brian Donovan and guess what? I'm on the T21 Mom Podcast with Mary and Ron. <laughs> hi guys. Hi, hi Brian, how are you doing? Yeah, really great. Thanks so much for having me on the show. Hey Brian, thanks for coming and joining us via uh, Skype today. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, thank, uh, thank God for modern technology, right? <laughs> Yes. It makes so many things possible and easier and more difficult at the same time. Yeah, here, here. No truer words have ever been spoken. <laughs> well, I am so excited that you have agreed to come on today because, you know, we met at the Rock and Mum convention last year in Phoenix. And I remember listening to you talk with, I think, 400 other Rock and Mums and how you spoke about your amazing and just beautiful relationship with your sister Kelly who obviously had Down syndrome and it was such a powerful and moving talk and I can tell you there was not a dry eye in the house I you know I still actually tear up thinking about it (laughs) well it was it was really it really was very powerful and very moving and you know I thought well what better person to talk about like the sibling relationship because my daughter Ainsley is an only child so I can't speak to it and so I'd love for you to share about your relationship with Kelly well thank you so much and uh I mean look before I start I I'm going to shout out all the moms in the world because well maybe not all but (laughs) (laughs) certainly certainly a large percentage of moms you know I've witnessed it firsthand I witnessed it there with the 400 plus at the rock and moms retreat moms move mountains you know they have changed the game throughout our history, not only in our community, in the disability world and, and Down syndrome specifically, but, but really, I mean, when you look at history and you, and you see these monumental changes, uh, you can almost undoubtedly trace them back to mom's genesis. And so, you know, a special shout out to my own, you and all the other moms in the world that are, that are moving mountains because uh, it's, it's remarkable to witness and um, and I've been the beneficiary, and and so many other people have to the to that grit that you guys have, and that passion, and uh, to to make the changes we need in this world. So so thank you, and um, you know, and as far as uh, you know, my own journey with my sister, uh, yeah, it was it was nothing short of spectacular. I was I feel like I got the um, the gift of the the, the century, you know, um, with the birth of my sister and. You know, I, as you can imagine, it was a very different time. It was mm-hmm. 1969 when she was born, and I was born in 67, you know, and we have an older brother who was born in 64. So, we, were, you know, we were all 60s uh, births, and it was a very different time, not only in the world, but mm-hmm. certainly in, in our Down syndrome community and world. And, you know, my mom uh, is, is evidence in my documentary uh, that I made about, you know, Kelly and our relationship called Kelly's Hollywood, you know, she, she's very disclosing and, and vulnerable and, and says, you know, I struggled. It took me three days to, you know, to hold your sister. And, but of course, once she did, uh, you know, she was sold as they say, and, and yeah. was my little girl and, and wow, I can't believe I cried for three days, you know, mm-hmm. and brought her home. And, you know, and this, again, this is at a time when, you know, the rote answer by doctors was, well, you can institutionalize yeah. and we're still doing it. I would say the majority were still doing it as late as the, you know, the 60s and even early 70s, you know. So my mom was, you know, one of the pioneers that, mm-hmm. that her home and, and said, no, she's my daughter. And and then, of course, she set this wonderful precedent with my brother and I that, you know, this was my sister. This was your sister. And 
And, you know, and of course I was only two and a half, so I can't really speak to, you know, that first introduction or did I even know if she was <laughs> or, or what, you know, I mean, you really, it's just your, your own living reality. Right. And, and so, you know, I just knew that it was special and my sister came home and I think it is one of my first memories. I just remember this, this remarkable occasion where my sister was coming home and then she was there and then there was three of us. So it was, it was really cool. But yeah, from a very young age, we just, we just had a very, very unique and wonderful relationship. And we really, I think, just got a kick out of each other, to be honest with you. I think that's really the genesis of this soulmate, you know, relationship yeah. that, mm -hmm. that we fostered and, and formulated. And, uh, and we're both entertainers too, you know, I mean, I live in Hollywood. I'm, I'm, I'm an entertainer now and in the biz. And, um, but I think both of us at a young age, we loved to perform. We loved the, you know, we, the attention that we gave each other, which I think kids crave in general, but certainly my sister and I, uh, we did, and we were, you know, we were our own best audience. We, were a <laughs> audience. we got a kick out of each other and, mm -hmm. and, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't want to entertain someone and, and get those accolades and that, uh, that adoration, you know, and mm -hmm. we were very fortunate that we were able to give it to each other in spades, you know? <laughs> oh and yeah. So that, and I think you so showed it so beautifully in, in the movie, you know, Kelly's Hollywood. I, I, you know, I just, and I, I kept thinking, yeah, like she was born in 69, like it's such a different time. And like how, like how, we're, like you interviewed the na your neighbors and stuff and, and they said, well, Kelly was just always part of, you know, the kids, but like, what was the reality then? Because I find it hard now. So I can only imagine what it was like back in, you know, the seventies growing up with, you know, like you said, the doctors were wanting to, you know, suggested to put her in institution. And because, you know, as Ron and I were talking in a, I think it was the first or second episode about, we never really saw many or any kids with Down syndrome really in our schools or too much in the community. So like, how, how was that? Like, I, was it difficult for your family, for your parents? And well, I think, um, I think two things that painted the picture specifically to, you know, again, everyone's life is very specific to their own upbringing and, mm -hmm. and environment and experiential, you know, what have you. And I think specifically to my upbringing, we got very lucky because we lived in a state that was really progressive. In fact, my mom, my mom applauds New York all the time. When you talk to my mom about the social services that were available to her, even back then, wow, she had a social worker, you know, almost out of the gate. And my mom said that was instrumental because there were a lot of developmental, you know, things that needed a little more attention. Mm -hmm. And my mom said the social worker was great whenever I had an issue about something, potty training or, you know, whatever, the long list, you know, mm -hmm. with, with any kid, you know, yeah. certainly, um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, she would just call the social worker and the social worker would either talk her through it on the phone and give her some, some helpful hints, if you will, or she made a lot of house calls, you know, and I think you, uh, you had actually alluded to, you know, my life is so full of these appointments and, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm therapist the physical therapist the speech path you know and yeah and um, I don't there weren't there wasn't that as much available back then so mm -hmm. obviously um there weren't as many you know consequently there weren't as many appointments which I think in some ways you know maybe you know good because mm -hmm. uh it's not that overwhelming in that way 
and life was a little simpler back then. But on the flip side, too, my mom was very lucky because they did make house calls. The, the social worker that did come, you know, she came to our home. And so it was very convenient, I think, for my mom. And again, you know, I think one of the a, a big difference, for better or for worse, and certainly, that's, sorry, that's my dog shaking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, you know, I think... And this, you know, this gets us into like a, a very, a very interesting conversation, but, you know, we can either come back to it or, or launch right into it. But, but I think what's happening, which I think is kind of remarkable, is in pros and cons, of course. And, and you know, you and I can cheer the, the, the pros tremendously. I know we both can. But the expectations are so much greater now. Mm-hmm. And, and that is a piece of the puzzle that needed to come into the equation, you know, sooner than later, but it's here, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're now and it's great. And we have all these, these much greater expectations for our children or people with disability in, in general. And we have a lot more resources and a lot more, and there's a lot more exposure. And so you're starting to see, oh, well, they can do it. Mm-hmm. So can you start striving for these milestones and these markers and these goals? There wasn't as much of that, you know, in the seventies, as you can imagine. Yes. And so consequently, you only you know, you only had what was right around you. And that's true of all of us, right? I mean, my world was so small in the 70s. It was it was a three-mile radius, right? <laughs> and, um, you know, and so my sister had uh, her best friend, Brenda, from school, who also had, was born with Down syndrome. And so their markers and their goals became each other's. And so they would, so Brenda, for instance, you know, Brenda started recognizing words, you know, quicker than my sister. Mm-hmm. She got her period before my sister, you know, and so she was able to talk my sister through that a little bit, you know? Oh, I mean, so very, wow. there was intimacy and I mean, right there. But if you didn't have that, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, and again, these expectations, they've, they've come such a long way. And so I think, you know, on the, on the flip of that, on the, I suppose, on the con of that is that we have such this, this remarkable thrust now for all our children, you know, whether they have special needs or not, mm-hmm. they're, you know, whatever. And we have like these, these, these crazy expectations, you know, they're all, they're in crazy sports. So they have, you know, a million, you know, a million uh, appointments like you have now, you know, yeah. because you have these incredible expectations, you know, and, and that's, it's great, but it also keeps you really busy yes. and overwhelmed. So again, you know, pros and cons to, to everything in, in, in life, I suppose. Anyway, that was a, a, a complete veer off uh, no. the direction headed, but no, it's but all I, good. There's something there, and I know, I know people ask me a lot about the the, the change of times, and mm-hmm. and I think that's a that's a big big difference. Now, no, on the on the the complete euphoria of that is I was t- I took my kids to Toy Story four the other day, mm-hmm. and they're four and six, and before the movie started, there was a Target commercial, and in the Target commercial was a child with Down syndrome. Oh. And my, my four-year-old says, "Hey, it's Kelly," and my six-year-old says, "No, that's not Kelly." Which he <laughs> in him too, and they celebrate. We all celebrated it, and like it was remarkable. And and Holiday Inn had someone with a disability uh, in their in their little commercial promo, and and I was just like, "Wow, you know, this these are the things we need to celebrate." Yeah. It was incredible, you know. And and I know the community, you know, jumps for joy every for these milestones mm-hmm. and these big milestones and and that is huge because to your point you know when we were all growing up you didn't see a lot of people with disabilities Mm -hmm. you know and the other side of it so getting back to your question uh you know specific to my upbringing is my father was deaf Mm -hmm. my best 
had kyphosis, um, which in layman's term is, is curvature of the spine. He received okay. severe curvature of the spine. So, you know, he was a hunchback, for lack of a better um, wow. description. Okay. That don't know. And, um, and so we had a lot of severe physical disabilities. And of course, my sister was born with Down syndrome. So, so we, as a community and as a neighborhood, yeah. it was all around us, you know? Yeah. We didn't really know. It wasn't that peculiar. It wasn't that, you know, like, it was just our norm. It was, it was our life. And of course, we knew, you know, you know, we were aware of it, of course, mm-hmm. but it's all you. So that's, that's the life we lived. And mm-hmm. um, so I think what was really beautiful about that, as you can imagine, is it created a lot of empathy and compassion, mm-hmm. understanding, and, and all these things that for anything that's different than you, uh, you know, we could argue that in, in everything, you know, <laughs> politics. Yeah. And all, you know, people are afraid of what they don't know unless they're exposed to it, and you go, oh, oh okay, it's just that. <laughs> yeah. Then, uh, you know, and so I, I, I just had a lot of always oh, just that, and I was very lucky, very lucky, and uh, and so that shaped, you know, our world quite a bit. And so Kelly was very embraced and accepted and Jeff my father for that matter and um you know that's that's all we knew and that's wonderful because I think like you said people are just scared of what they don't know and and that's kind of what I'm trying to convey too with the things that I do is that you know down syndrome isn't so scary when you get to know somebody with down syndrome or kind of understand it a little bit more it's not so scary and it's not contagious and that it's not contagious, yes, because I had some bad experiences. <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I mean, I, you know, it's funny you say that because I, I vacillated the documentary. I have this, this beautiful interview with my neighbor, uh, Mrs. Hasley. I still call her Mrs. Hasley, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and she, she recounted two of them, and I ended up using the one where you know the neighborhood kids, you know, another neighborhood kids on our immediate street, you know, came by and said, "Oh, who's the retard?" And oh, we got yeah. Her, and she recounts this this very funny kind of story. Well, it wasn't, you know, there's part part funny and part not so funny, but the funny part is, you know, she's like, I let you get a few punches in and then I'm, you know, <laughs> but, but the other story, and I really vacillated between them. I knew I couldn't use both, but she, she recounts how she took my sister to the library one day and walking down the stairs was a, was a, a father and his young son. It was about Kelly's age. And she was walking up the stairs with Kelly and they reached out for each other and the dad yanked his hand back. Uh, Don't touch her. And uh, my neighbor, God lover, said, "What she has isn't contagious. What you has is, or what you have is." Uh, yeah. I was a brilliant, yeah. uh, just brilliant, you know, moment in time. And and uh, and you know, again, I couldn't use both, but but it was yeah, yeah disgusting because really, there that that still pervades society. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 shocking. It's sad. It's horrible. It's it's uh, it's everything bad in, in this world. And and it's and it's and it's sad because it's a lack of education and awareness mm-hmm. and again exposure. And that's what we're trying to do. You know, that's what I'm trying to do with the film and my mm-hmm. speaking. That's what you're trying to do with the podcast. Is just educate, create awareness. Go, hey, guess what? It's not that scary. <laughs> yeah. Ages. Um, well, in this particular well, case, was, I can think of worse things. <laughs> well, in, in this particular case, the kids knew better than the parent did because they were just like, you know, they just want to say hi to each other. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's the beauty of it. You know, that really is the beauty of it. And, and we should all, you know, well, maybe not always take, take uh, the four and five year olds as the example, but certainly, you know, certainly uh, enough to, to remind us of the base of who we are, which is 
you know, I would like to think hope and love still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how do you think, you know, being Kelly's big brother, like not only impacted her, because you obviously, you know, as you convey in, in your film, obviously were, you guys loved each other very fiercely and, and you had an intense love for each other. Like, how do you think your being her big brother impacted her and also her, being your little sister how did that impact you yeah you know i mean the, i say often that i can't well first i can't I even imagine who i would be without my sister mm -hmm. i mean i really can't i'd like to think i'd still be a pretty good person <laughs> um, but you know i i don't know you know i mean she fostered so much in me you know again i've already alluded to compassion and empathy and acceptance and and all those things i mean at a base fundamental foundational way that I feel very, very fortunate that I have those legs to stand on. But also, you know, as a performer and as um, as uh, someone that's that can express himself and, and because I think because, you know, she accepted me so much and unconditionally and cheered me on throughout my life that, you know, that I've been able to strive and become a better person, you know, and I won't go as far to say always, but certainly, mm -hmm. <laughs> certainly uh, enough of the boxes, you know, that I'm proud to say I can, I can check, you know, more than a few boxes in, in uh, life and love. But, you know, and then as far as Kelly goes, I mean, I guess, you know, I'd like to think if she was being interviewed that she would answer in a similar way. way. I, yeah, I mean, I think when you have a champion, you know, and a cheerleader by your side, and I say this when I speak, you know, the things that we can accomplish and the places we can go and the expectation, you know, I mean, we talk about those expectations again for our, ourselves and, you know, the people we love, you know, if you, if you have someone that's continuously <laughs> lifting you up, you know, and, and encouraging you to go after your dreams or whatever it is, um, they don't even have to be that lofty. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't have to be these huge fundamental, you know, fungi, you know, these crazy dreams. They just have to be, you know, even day to day. But if you have mm -hmm. someone that's cheering you on and accepting you for who you are and loving you for who you are, then that that's pretty incredible, you know. And I think my are very fortunate to be that in each other's lives. And consequently, we became the best versions of ourselves. I think, you know, I, I again, yeah. it's, it's all relative, right? You don't, <laughs> you don't know, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I can confidently say that I'm a, a much better human being because of my sister. And I'd like to think that she's, she was uh, a much better human being because of me. And of course, you know, these aren't, these are, it's not just her and I, as you can mm -hmm. imagine, it's a village and, mm -hmm. and a tribe we both know. And, um, there was a lot of other people lifting us up to be able to lift each other up, you know, and, I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I can use the show, the live show we did as the example, even the documentary. I mean, I got, I think about the, the countless people that lifted my sister up and us together and embraced us in Hollywood and her in Buffalo and, you know, and whatever. I mean, it's those award shows, right? You're, you're standing yeah. there with a trophy and, you know, the music starts playing because you rattle off your long list of the, you know, the, the 800 people that <laughs> did that, that one moment in time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's exactly right. You know, we don't do this alone. Mm -hmm. No one. Um, and, uh, yeah, my sister and I just got lucky to be born from the same mama. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, uh, yeah, we, and again, I go back to, we got a kick out of each other and that, that was really the seed that ignited everything. My sister, you know, if you ever watched the documentary, you're, I mean, you have your audience, they haven't seen it. My sister, she was funny, mm -hmm. you know, she, mm -hmm. she's remarkably entertaining. 
and uh, yeah, so I love being around her. Oh yeah, and that totally came through that you know that she was quite funny in in the movie and you know and what you said kind of hit home for me about like I honestly feel that Ainsley's made me the person who I was supposed to be you know and and, you know you don't really realize that until it happens because trust me as probably like your mom like you know I thought when I found out she was gonna have down syndrome I thought oh man how am I gonna do this but (laughs) (laughs) but you figure out a way and I mean and for me you know even though being a single mom I still had I'm sure a lot more resources than your mom and dad did back then, you know, because and like you mentioned, like Brenda was her school friend. So, so Kelly went to school then. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, she went to school until she was 21. And then at 21, um, she went to a place called the Catalician center, which isn't there anymore. That models now tapering out, but basically it was a workshop for mm-hmm. adult disabled and, you know, and my sister loved it. I mean, it's a model that works because it's all we had back in the day. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, it gave her a place to go every day. It gave her, it gave her, uh, you know, a paycheck, which she loved. I mean, mm-hmm. she loved earning money. Mm-hmm. She was proud of her work. You know, so it really fulfilled her in that way. There's a lot of cons to that model, which has been well documented, and again, which is why I think people are getting away from that model and, and the society in general and the community. But, but you know, it, it she was very fortunate to have it. And my mom and I just talked about that this morning, in fact, because, you know, my mom, you know, isn't quite sure. You know, she passed away. Kelly passed away before the model and that uh, that company went away. But. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my mom's not really sure how that would have played out, you know, where Kelly would have gone after that and felt fulfilled in that way and yeah. earned a check and whatever. I mean, there's day habs and she would have, you know, could have gone to a day hab where she just kind of hung out with her peers. But mm-hmm. as far as work and feeling like she was making money and, and her own money and, and, you know, I don't know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, she would have been placed. Maybe she wouldn't have. It's hard to say. I mean, more and more companies are embracing yeah. that workforce, which is great. But, you know, we, we still have a long way to go with it. And we have a huge population that we have to address. And so was she in mainstream school or was she like in a... Yes. Oh, wow. Well, she was she was, uh, she was was in special ed in a mainstream. mainstream schools. And but still. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, she wasn't relegated to, you know, a little brick building yeah. uh, you know, on the sidelines. So, yeah. So she was around, you know, her typical peers Mm -hmm. and what was cool at her high school again new york was pretty progressive which was great but in her high school all the seniors not all the seniors but you know Mm -hmm. a lot of seniors worked with her class and her classmates and so they were integrated into school day and and kelly loved walking the halls of you know the high school and the grade school before that and yeah so it was it was pretty cool and mind you she wasn't mainstream in the classroom in in any way unfortunately so you know it was it was a different inclusion yeah <laughs> uh they were halfway very, there <laughs> yeah 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 you know but again she wasn't relegated to a, a you know a small brick building in the back of the campus so that was it was nice and she you know she dug it you know and of course she loved just like any you know teen girl she had her little crushes and yeah she, <laughs> you know yeah so in that way it was really good and stimulating for her was this the same high school that you went to no um no it wasn't because everything changed she started to go to a school that i went to and then the program got shifted to the high school kind of you know the rival so to speak and then (laughs) yeah and then 
and then I ended up going to, uh, I got a scholarship to go to an all boys school, high school. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that put the snafu on that possibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, and then, and of course, you know, again, back to, you know, where were they all, mm-hmm. you know, my, uh, my high school didn't have anybody with a disability, you know, there was, uh, well, I shouldn't say that there was, there was two students that I remember who had, uh, physical disabilities, but I mean, it was, it was so rare back then. And, mm-hmm. And it was it, shockingly so, and and sadly so. And again, yeah, I, I'm I'm grateful that things have shifted that way, and uh, and we still have a long way to go. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's they're not relegated to the sidelines as much as they used to be, and that's just the harsh, horrible reality of yeah. that yeah. time, you know. Well, and I love that you know you guys celebrated Kelly, even though back then, you know, it wasn't the norm to do that you know like like you said like the doctors were saying institutionalized or or people wouldn't take their kids out you know so yeah I mean I think you guys were sort of at the forefront of that and and me being you know Ainsley's only six so like I'm thankful for families like yours and your mom is like I guess kind of like an original rockin' mom (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know that they really we're paving the way for our kids today like you like you said we have a long way to go but you know they started like yeah Kelly was at a mainstream school but you know not really totally mainstreamed but it was a start so you know and you got to start somewhere but yeah no I I'm like as I said on a previous episode I'm so thankful for the moms before me because like Ainsley can go to a mainstream school she's in a general education class like with other kids her age you know she has friends her age you know which was my biggest fear you know entering into the school system is what's going to happen is she going to have friends are we going to get invited to birthday parties are the kids sure. you know are they going to make fun of her like i don't know but and she's but she is quite the rock star in her own class right <laughs> yeah she is <laughs> even the principal said that but you know but i guess way like you guys kind of grew up it's like it wasn't really I don't know I want to say it wasn't that big of a deal you guys sounds like in your little neighborhood it just was just the norm yeah I mean it was and again I feel very uh lucky for that experience and and that that surrounding Uh, you know I think for me personally and I I'm not exactly sure where it came from I don't think it was a conscious decision at you know when I was in when I was younger and I in my youth but my whole, I suppose, mission with my sister was to have people experience her the way I experienced her and 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 that joy that I got from her. And so I think again, consciously, subconsciously, whatever it was, yeah. you know, it became uh it became a mission of mine. And I think, and again, and that carried all the way through to the film and making the film mm-hmm. and doing those hard yards to get it done and and now the speaking circuit. And I just want people to experience her and again i think with experience and knowledge and education um you go oh wow you know because i hear time and time again after the film from typical people yeah yeah oh wow she's she's just like me (laughs) (laughs) 
and and I, I mean, look, I love the differences of all of us humans, and I celebrate the differences. But yeah, I mean, that beautiful saying in our community, which is we're more like the different, mm-hmm. is absolutely right. And I think, and you could apply that to almost everything. Saw, you know, short of psychopaths and whatever, yeah. all these great, you know, <laughs> monsters in the world. But but yeah, I mean, you know, at our fundamental, you know, base, we are we are very similar. You know, mm-hmm. we all want to be loved. We all want to love, uh, you know, we all want to be celebrated. We want to know that we were here for a reason, you know, that we counted, um, that we mattered. And yeah, I mean, so, and that was it. My sister was all those things and more. And I wanted people to see, you know, her and experience her. And I knew that she, just by being in the room, which I, you know, documented every single time, was she would (laughs) shatter, shatter any preconceived you know, bias, label, whatever it was, she would, she would tear that up with TNT, you know, I mean, just (laughs) right before everyone's very eyes. And most importantly, the person that was experiencing Kelly in that moment, you know, not so much to say, oh, wow, what is Down syndrome? You know, of course, you know, there was obvious, uh, you know, there was obvious traits and what have you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But short of that, at a fundamental level, they could, they could enjoy each other. You know, and that mm-hmm. is the human experience. You know, my dad was deaf. I, you know, I've been to other countries where I can't speak the language. Mm-hmm. And you you don't need to talk that much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm saying that on a podcast. Uh, but, <laughs> but really, you know, you don't need, you know, when, when I think of what some of my most, uh, you know, my most special, wonderful experiences, you know, with my dad and overseas, we're not saying much, you know what I mean? It's just uh, an experience and, and this this wonderful moments. And those are the things you remember. And I think, you know, again, with my sister, it didn't matter that her vocabulary wasn't, you know, off the charts that she didn't memorize Webster's Dictionary or, <laughs> or she couldn't add seven plus three. You know, who cares? You know, there's other people that can do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But, you know, but damn, could she turn a phrase? And, you know, she was a social savant. She was... Yeah. It was great company. So, you know, and I think that's it. You know, I think for all of us, we have to just celebrate uh, what we're good at and and not worry so much or berate ourselves or flog ourselves, you know, the things that we're not good at because we're not going to be good at everything, you know, and that's mm-hmm. just enough. Oh, yeah, that that's true. Like what kind of made, obviously you're in show business, but like what made you decide or what made you want to make Kelly's Hollywood? <laughs> well, you know, I, I alluded to it mostly already just about, you know, wanting to celebrate my sister mm-hmm. and, and keep her spirit alive and her legacy and, and have people experience her in that way, you know, and just keep that alive. I know, mind you, I didn't know if it would work in a film. I didn't know yeah. if she was in the room, you know, uh, except on a monitor or your phone or whatever, you know, you're watching the movie. And, but I'm, you know, proud and happy to say that it did translate and her mm-hmm. spirit is alive in the film. and. And I think one of the, you know, the greatest compliments I get is, is really just personal to me, which is I really felt like I knew your sister, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think for a filmmaker, certainly a documentary, you know, a documentarian filmmaker, you know, that's a wonderful compliment because then, you know, I've, I've done my job because, mm-hmm. you know, I knew early on that my job was to just, just share that spirit with people, you know, and that would be the message. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, spell it out. I didn't want to lecture. I didn't want to, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't want to, I just wanted people to experience her and, 
and then just walk away, you know, in, in that way, just having experienced her. And so, and that's really what's happened. So it's been really great, you know, especially when I hear that, it's like, wow, I, I really, you know, and I wish I met her, you know, I wish I knew mm-hmm. her. Uh, uh, yeah. So that's been really fun, but yeah, I just wanted to make a movie because, well, really, I think it was just knowing that I had a hundred plus hours of footage of her you know? <laughs> it before I had my own kid and, you know, and as I started accumulating all of this footage, I realized that I had never seen a film like what I, you know, what I started to think I might want to make. I had never seen the sibling story that way. I'd never seen the intimacy between sibling or not, you know, but between someone with disability or not. And again, most importantly, celebrating my sister and, and who she was and what I thought she brought to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I had all this footage, I had all these photos, and <laughs> started realizing I'd never seen this story before and I started thinking oh could I make a documentary and you know and I'm not a filmmaker I've always been in front of the camera so but I yeah I just decided to jump in you know I think it's one of those crazy things where you just you get in there you know mind you if someone said oh it's gonna take you 10 years you probably would never start right but I was, <laughs> I was too ignorant <laughs> I was too ignorant to know uh you know that it was gonna take me you know seven eight nine years from start to finish and you know and mostly it was great but you know yeah I mean there's there's huge hurdles you know when you're making a film or doing anything monumental mm-hmm. there's a lot of technical stuff there's a lot of licensing and, and clearance things you know my sister was huge in the pop culture it was a big part of her life and so I had to deal with all that you know so there was a lot of not so fun stuff but on the flip side you know it allowed me to be with my sister you know especially after she passed away you know, in the edit bay, if you will, and and, mm-hmm. and footage and having that time to be with her still. And uh, I think that was very therapeutic for me. So, so that was really nice and beautiful. I had to deal with addressing her, her passing because she passed away while I was in post because I never really, I never meant for it to be a post-mortem piece yeah. um, project when she was alive. So, so I had to deal with that and, and I shelved it for two and a half years. And so that was part of the journey too. And but then, you know, as these things go, it, it's this little voice in your head says, keep going, you know, <laughs> you gotta, gotta finish the story, finish the journey. And, and so I did, but, um, but I'm, I'm thrilled I did. And I, 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 it's been like one of the greatest, most rewarding experiences of my life, you know? Well, you took a lot of, cur- took, took a lot of courage to put some of that stuff in, you know, cause you showed all sides of Kelly, right? Even her stubborn side. <laughs> well, I think everyone with Down syndrome's got an extra <laughs> dose of stubbornness. <laughs> well, you know, I think it, it, it's funny. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, I knew I had to show all sides mm-hmm. of our relationship with Kelly, of me, of my other relationships. And, mm-hmm. you know, I always knew that Disney, the Disney version wouldn't work. It certainly wouldn't be, it wouldn't work for me. And I knew it wouldn't tell a complete story. And, but yeah, yeah, to your point, this, you know, an extra stubborn gene, I think so. But I also think partly and certainly in my observation with Kelly, it's it's part of survival. You know, I think it's part of they're being directed so much. Like you can imagine, right? You're 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 going, oh my God, I gotta go to this appointment, that appointment, this one. Well, so do they. Yes. And so they're constantly being directed and, and it's it's an extra dose of that because you know, not only do they get the extra chromosome, they get you know, they get the extra dose of like getting shuff- shuffled from here to there and everywhere and these expectations and you're trying that much extra you know, harder and, and and you know, and as they get older, all of a sudden they want their freedom just like any kid. And then they see the 
to deal with that. And like my sister, for instance, you know, she was clear into her 20s and she wanted the freedom of a 20 plus year old. She didn't want to be treated like a teen or younger mm-hmm. kid. And so, yeah, I mean, partly I think the stubbornness came from there. I think that the, the manipulations come from there because, you know, she's just trying to seize her own independence. And so, and a lot of times I think that's, yeah, I mean, that gets, it gets tricky. It gets tricky, yeah. you know, because you're trying to tilt that line, especially as a parent, you know, of, of protection and, and all those, those things. And, but on the flip side, you have to give them a semblance of independence that's mm-hmm. very difficult, but it's, it's imperative too. It's imperative. And, you know, and I, you heard me speak to that a little bit at the Rock and Moms retreat, but yeah, it's imperative that they are giving some room to, to breathe and to be independent and to pursue their dreams and, and, uh, you know, all those things. Well, and you help make Kelly's dreams come true of, you know, like, I think it's amazing. And, and I think your relationship with her, it's, you know, for people who are scared to have another child, like I read about it all the time that they're, you know, they, their first child has down syndrome and they're going, well, like, what should I have another child or, you know, but I think having a sibling, you know, like as you've shown in your case for Kelly was magnificent. You, you just helped make her dreams come true and that you had such a, a wonderful relationship with each other. And, and I know like, and I also read about it that other parents, they feel like they sometimes are neglecting their typical kids because they're doing so much with their child with Down syndrome. I mean, I don't know if that was the case growing up because you said like things were different back then. So I don't know, is it, was it like that at all or? (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, look, I think, you know, as we know, living as long as we have, there is pros and cons to everything. <laughs> of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything, right? I mean, I, I look at it, my my own two boys, and I, I love having my two little boys, but I also, you know, my wife and I joke about it all the time where we, you know, we see these couples with just one kid and how it's peaceful and quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and my two boys are killing each other, you know? Mm-hmm. They have nine minutes of, hey, we get along, and nine minutes of bloody battle. And, and um, you know, and, and we spend so much time and energy disciplining and breaking up fights and soothing things over. And, you know what I mean? So anyway, that's a little side ha-ha. Yeah. But yeah. I think, you know, it's the, the point is, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. Mm-hmm. And... Mm-hmm. Look, my sister and I were just super lucky. We were lucky. It was the greatest gift, right? Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee, A, if you have another another kid or a sibling, that they're going to get on. You know, my mm-hmm. brother and I, you know, we tolerated each other at best, you know, growing up. You know, and we weren't that close. And, in fact, I, I said to someone else just last year at a Q&A that – and it just dawned on me. I mean, again, this is after having worked on the film and analyzing my life and my family and yeah. all this death you know it wasn't until last year that i was like oh wow i never thought about it this way but i think this is part of the equation you know i didn't get the big brother stuff that i wanted from my brother and i didn't have the storybook you know movie cinematic version of that big brother relationship that i pined for and of course that's the mythology of it right but mm-hmm. what i think it did though was create this the big brother in me that, that i wanted to be for my sister yeah because if i get it from my brother well you know, then I'm, I'm going to give it to my sister and I'm going to be that big brother, that cinematic version of the big brother. Right. And so that was an interesting revelation that I just had, you know, just a year ago, or, or maybe, I, maybe a better way to say it is a way to articulate that, you know, and go, oh, 
but again, so I, I don't know, um, you know, I don't know. And, and I also believe that no matter who you are, that you can find your champions. It's, it might not necessarily be your family. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, in a lot of our lives, <laughs> um, it's not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I, mean, I got lucky. My mom is an awesome mom. I, I, one of my, one of my favorite things in life was being able to celebrate her at the Rockin' Moms retreat and, mm-hmm. and recognizing her that way. And yeah, I mean, she was amazing. My sister was amazing. But but yeah, let's be honest. I mean, not all family packages come so pretty with a bow. And and so yeah, you have to find your champions, and they're out there. I mean, that's the beauty of it. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you if you resonate, your daughter Ainsley and, and and anyone else. I mean, if they have these dreams or these passions or these people will recognize it, and they will they will help. And I know you've seen it, you know, in this mm-hmm. zero to six already, and, and they're going to lift her up and, and she's going to lift all of them up. <laughs> and that's the greatness, you know, yeah. because, you know, you helped your sister achieve her dreams. My sister helped me achieve mine, you know, I mean, that's, that's the, that's really, that's the reality. You know, it was this wonderful give and get relationship. It was just remarkable that way. And again, we lifted each other both up and, and realized our dreams because of each other. And, and, but, uh, but yeah, the sibling thing's interesting. I, you know, I don't have an easy answer. I get it. I get the, the questions a lot. And I did a little sideline, you know, whatever you call it, breakout session at the, the, the conference with a lot of parents that were, you know, a lot of moms that were in the room and, and wanted to address, you know, the sibling stuff. But what I did say and what I feel very strongly about, because you just alluded to it, is, you know, there is a lot of attention. And, 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 and rightfully so, especially in the early years, it's, it's mm-hmm. just tough. Mm-hmm. It comes with a lot. It comes with a, a lot of, you know, for the parents having to educate themselves and, and, and adjust their expectations, recalibrate their emotional bank and, you know, all these, these things. And so it comes with a lot. And if you have other family dynamics and, and you know, and, and older siblings that are quote unquote typical, then yeah, that's, that's, it's a big juggling act. It's a crazy trying to find that balance. But as time goes on, you know, you, you go, okay, you have to figure out a way to find a balance and equality to all the children. And what I tell a lot of the moms is, look, I noticed you, uh, I noticed you got that, you know, the, the symbol necklace. I noticed you just got a tattoo with three arrows. And I said, well, do me a favor. Think about getting, you know, two more tattoos, one for the other kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I think about celebrating your kids that way you know i look at a lot of the facebook feeds and i and i looked at you know the profile picture is is the the mom or whatever and their down syndrome child and maybe not their other kids or Mm -hmm. i see the feeds are like 87 percent down syndrome and celebrating their down syndrome child but not their other kids i said those are the things that you can change now they're they're subtle and they might not you know mean that much to you Mm -hmm. but they will it'll permeate into every part of the dynamics of your family and and I think it's it's remarkably important to remember. And those are easy things to do. You know, you go back to the tattoo parlor, you spend another 50 bucks and you get, you know, whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, your kid loves super, whatever it is, you know, and you go, hey, honey, I got a tattoo for you too, or you. And these, you know, these are little things, but they're big things. And mm-hmm. I think those are uh, ways that you can create and bring back that balance. And also just making sure that you're you're celebrating your your other children. Yeah. You know, and recognizing, you know, how great they are, you know, because I, there was a mom who's pretty big in the community and, and she probably speaks to this. I don't think I'm unearthing anything that she hasn't said before to other moms because I know she speaks too. But, you know, she said one of her children came up to her and said, Mom, I wish I had Down syndrome. And she was so taken aback, you know, and she's like, Oh my God, honey, why? Why, why would you say that? 
And he said, I just, I just want to feel special too. And, oh. and I'm like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm almost well enough just recounting that again, because mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've said it more than a few times, but it gets me every time. And mm-hmm. I think, I think that, that is just, you, you, you know, I hope whoever's listening and if, if you're a parent, yeah, it, it shouldn't get to that point. Mm-hmm. It, it may, it may in the early years, it absolutely may, because you are so deep in the trench and I get it and we all get it. But at some point you have to address those things because because that will that will wreak havoc havoc on the on the the dynamic of the family. And there's no reason for it. You know, there really is um, it takes a little effort out of the gate, but like everything, it becomes habitual. And, yeah. You know, and uh, and then you go, Okay, good, we're back, we recalibrated, we got this. But but yeah, you know, and, and on the flip side of that, as you become you become who you are in spite of it, you know? I mean, mm-hmm. her other child, children will be exactly who they're supposed to be in the world because of exactly what they experience. And all those things, again, back to better, you know, uh, pros and cons, they're all pros and cons. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not, you know, they're, you know, my friend was just telling me about her two boys. She's divorced and she was t- saying how her ex, you know, barely acknowledges the kids and, and you know, they know that they're third, you know, he's <laughs> first and the new wife is second and they're third and and it's horrible but they know they can count on me and I don't have any boundaries at all and I said and we just started talking about the pros and cons of that I said well yeah even the con of your husband being a ex-husband being a kind of a wiener but at least you know they will they are learning independence they're learning self-reliance they're learning you know I mean they're learning these things even in the uh, not so cool way yeah Um, yeah. they are learning survival techniques they're learning things that will that will help them in life and you know whatever maybe they'll end up in therapy someday going <laughs> I dad love me more but but also again you know not to of course you know to see the silver lining and everything but but it will make them exactly who they're supposed to be and that's 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 it right we can only spend so much time questioning you know every moment in our life or every experience or everything our parents did or didn't do yeah. or you know whatever i mean it's like it's a non-starter, you know. I think you, you look at it a little bit, and then you go, "Okay, I am who I am." You look in the mirror, and you pat yourself on the back, and go, "You know, look at me. This is who I am." You know, and again, I mean, my own sibling dynamic. You know, my sister and my brother have a nice relationship. It wasn't what we had, mm-hmm. uh, and my brother had his own journey. You know, which was an old day. I mean, hell, had I known the trajectory of my brother's journey, I would have made a documentary about him. Um, <laughs> you know, he's got his own story, you know, and his own story uh, to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally understand what you're saying. And like when you said, when you're in the trenches, I feel like I'm just kind of getting out of the trenches now, <laughs> you know, cause you're, <laughs> you're yeah. Like, yeah. you know, cause she's in school now and stuff, but you're right. That's a perfect uh, way to put it. Cause I did feel like that for a number of years. I, I am I ever going to get out of this, <laughs> this hole? <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I think all parents do, you know, I mean, I, I, we, my wife and I heard something when our kids were three and one and then two and four, and they all said, you know, once both kids or all your kids get over the four and a half, five year old marker, it's a game changer, you know? And I think, yeah, I think honestly, zero to five is just survival. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I know my brother can attest to that too. Yeah, she had three yeah. kids very close together. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just trying, you know, it's like I joke all the time. I was like, we're just trying to get the finish line every night, you know? <laughs> exactly. <Sometimes> we're crawling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh gosh. So when when you were growing up, was there anything that you kind of wished was different? Like when, I mean, maybe about society or just in um, general, like with, I, and I'm talking about like with Kelly having Down syndrome, obviously, but I don't know, was there a lot of, did you ever experience a lot of negativity or bad you know, stereotypes? I, I was, or? I was pretty lucky. I, again, I don't think I experienced probably as, as much negativity as maybe, you know, yeah, some a, a, a neighborhood that wasn't as, as, as understanding or tolerant or having those experiences we had. Again, you know, I wasn't with my sister every day at school. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if kids cackled in the hallways. I, I don't know if she experienced a lot of that. I know that when I was with my sister, you know, or it was just her and I, or we had an outing or whatever that, you know, people would stare and mm-hmm. do all that stuff. Kids would point, mm-hmm. people would talk, you know. Yeah. <laughs> You know, all that stuff. Do I wish it was different? You know, I don't know if I knew it any, I don't know if I knew it. Yeah, I don't know if I knew it way. You know, I don't know if I knew. I just wished that, and I still wish it. I just wished that people were just more tolerant and understanding and accepting on a base level. I'm always continuously shocked when I hear these horrible stories Mm -hmm. that we still hear. Yeah. Go, wow. Like, how, how is that possible? I mean, it just churns my stomach and breaks my heart and all those things that we all experience. Certainly any of us that are compassionate and, and loving, but you know, but yeah, it's, it's shocking. And then you, you, you see the sheep kind of gather and like, you can almost understand a couple one-offs, but then when you see like the group mentality and how quickly and easily um, that happens, it, it breaks your heart. And I go, man, you know, as, as many strides as we've, we've made sometimes, uh, yeah, sometimes I see this these two steps back or these giant leaps back, and and it does it. It just gives you pause, and it you know it makes me want to get on Facebook and do this crazy three minute rant. <laughs> you know? And I always you know I pull back now, yeah. but mostly you know because no one wants to hear it, and we all feel the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but yeah, those still break my heart, and I still mm-hmm. feel like you know we still have a ways to go. Mm-hmm. You know. Gail Williamson, who's a you know a huge agent and a very a big powerhouse in in the industry, and, and she represents all her clients have a, a form of disability or special needs and um, are differently abled. And and she said something really interesting a couple of years ago. She said, "Oh, I can't wait for my my job uh, not to exist." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Oh, what do you mean?" And she goes, "Yeah, I just I can't wait for the day where there doesn't have to be an agent." for people with special needs, that it's yeah. just just part of every agent's roster. And and that's right. And and Katie Driscoll of Changing the Face of Beauty and Advertising, I don't know, hopefully your listeners know who she is, but she's she's made huge strides. And I, she's not the only one, but, you know, her organization, she has a daughter with Down syndrome, and, mm-hmm. you know, she, you know, her whole thing is, is, is getting, you know, advertisers to include people with special needs. Mm-hmm. And her her you know very quick tandem to that pitch is that same thing wouldn't it be awesome where we lived in a world where it wasn't celebrated that there was someone on a billboard with down syndrome it was just the norm exactly (laughs) well and and that is the game changer that really is for 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 every marginalized and minority through history i mean that is it you know until we started you know seeing women in the workforce that weren't just secretaries nurses and teachers until we saw you know my god you know a black person and you know what i mean it's like yeah. like all of these you know these moments in history and it's exactly right with with disabilities it's mm-hmm. like the 
more they permeate our society, the more we're used to seeing them, the more we're used to seeing and interacting with them, then it just becomes normal. And that's what they want. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. That's what you want. Yeah. You know, and that's our job. That is our mm-hmm. job. That's our mission because we still have a ways to go. But that's exactly why, again, full circle that I celebrate moms and the 400 plus last year and then 800 plus this year, whatever it's going to be. Yeah, I think it's close. To, I think it is around. Yeah, I think it's close to 800. <laughs> yeah, incredible. I mean, incredible. And what a testament to, to you and the organization. But yeah, I mean, but that's, but we're, we still got a lot of a lot of uh we still got a lot of work to do but 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 we were enthusiastic we got the energy we're passionate and again moms have moved mountains and uh uh it's it's gonna be remarkable to see honestly i'm i'm excited to see the next five ten years i really am because mm-hmm. i think it's you know in some ways again we've, <laughs> there's a few steps back yeah. but but i'd like to think this is just a little hiccup in in the world and i've seen enough where I'm, I'm hopeful and, and positive and, and I really am excited about the next five to 10 years because I think, you know, remarkable things are going to continue to happen. And most importantly, with the self-advocates out there, I think yeah. they are just, you know, a shout out, man, because, you know, by example, they are showing us and moving moving the bar, you know, and, and they're the ones that are showing us what they can do mm-hmm. and who they want to be in the world. And that's beautiful. And if we can cheer them on and support them in any way, shape, or form that they need, and uh, that's that's our job, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, that's exactly it. So, that, you know, they have the same wants and needs as all of us. And, you know, to sh- and we want, they want to show that they can do it. You know, again, your mom, like, is you know, she's one of those moms that's paved the way. Like now our kids now are showing, yeah, we can do this. We can go to mainstream school. We can hold a job. We can drive a car if they want. I saw Kelly driving in the movie. <laughs> that yeah. was pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, my mom, my mom says that too. It's like, I, I still can't believe that. You know what I mean? And I think, you know, and, and I think, and in, in a lot of ways, that's why they have to experience new people and people have to experience them because, because they're, you know, again, it's that classic thing with, with any kid, you know, you get so overprotective as a parent that you don't even, that you don't even know that, oh, you know, my mom, she was never going to let Kelly drive. And it's not because, <laughs> you know, she didn't entertain the fact that, oh, that would be thrilling for her. Mm-hmm. Of course it would be thrilling for her, but she just was like caught in mommy mode, you know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh. and you know, sometimes it takes a brother or a friend, whatever, <laughs> to go, yeah, let's go drive, you know? <laughs> Um, and that's just a, you know, that's just a, a, a very small example of, of, of just breaking out of the box sometimes, you know, and, mm-hmm. and forcing yourself to, or allowing your child or even yourself to experience things that you didn't think was, was either possible or, or, or on your typical path. Because those are the things that shake us up. Just like you said, in Ainsley, you know, her birth has made you the woman that you should be, you know, and you didn't even know that. Right. And, no. and we usually don't, you know, <laughs> we usually don't. And, you know, 2020 hindsight mm-hmm. uh, and, and time, you know, creates a wonderful perspective, but, but yeah, that's, that's right. And, and that's my sister too. I didn't know it at two and a half, but, but she made me the man I am. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, incredible. I know that's, I, I love your story and, you know, it's incredible. And, you know, and I know, like all of us moms at the retreat last year were just 
so inspired and so moved by what you had to say and you know and and from the brother perspective and I just gosh it's kind of leaving me still a little bit speechless because (laughs) you know and I remember you know we all went out after to see you after and I thought I have to go I have to go meet Brian and you know I went with Sharon who is the one who actually suggested like you should come on the podcast and shout out to Sharon Sharon. (laughs) I know she's so excited about this so you know and just you're making a difference out there and you know in your story and we all have our stories and I just you know and I I just love it I know that you put out a movie about Kelly and I mean it's fantastic and so obviously you go and do like speeches around like I've seen on Facebook you've gone quite a few places so (laughs) so how do people get in touch with you if they want to have you come and speak to them because I would love for you to come up here. So maybe I need to get in touch with the DSRF and see how we can make that happen. I I would love that. Um, yeah, I am more than willing and available and enthusiastic about any and all solicitations. So I it's easy. My email is super easy. It's BD as in Brian Donovan, <laughs> the number one, BD1 <laughs> at me.com. Anyone can reach out and say hello or, you know, yeah, if you're interested in me coming to your community or your organization or your kid's school and speaking. Um, I've done it all now uh, in the last few years. And I also keynote galas and the rest. But yeah, I mean, I, I clearly love to talk about this. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love celebrating my sister, as you know. And I, and I, most importantly, I love what it's done for me. It's brought me back to the community too, you know, mm-hmm. frankly, because my sister and I, in a lot of ways, we're in our own little bubble, you know, yeah. as you, you know, as you see in the film. And so with the film, I have been reintroduced to the Down syndrome community, disabilities at large. And that has been a remarkable byproduct of the film that I didn't, I don't know if I anticipated it uh, mm-hmm. or envisioned it that way. I, I hoped that this community would embrace the film. Yeah. At the very least. But yeah, it's been really a wonderful journey for me. And But yeah, I love speaking. And if you haven't seen the film, if you're in America, you can see it or the UK, you can see it. <laughs> Amazon. There's also DVDs available and you can reach out via, you know, the the email address I I sent or there's also a little click button on the website, kellyshollywood.com and that's K-E-L-L-Y-S hollywood.com. We'll post post a link on the website so that people can find it. Oh, Dynamite. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, but, you know, yeah, I I enjoy, uh, and and honestly, I enjoy just um, banters like this. I, I just think it's wonderful that that this is available to us mm-hmm. and that talk about our experiences you know I, I tell everyone i really do if you are open and no mind you i'm no ken burns but you know i could make a documentary about everyone i mean i really truly believe that we all have these remarkably rich stories mm-hmm. and you know your own sharon's i mean you know and, and even on this path i have met these remarkable moms these remarkable families and yeah you know if someone were open enough to me in that experience you really can you can you can make a story about everyone and i just happen to do it you know i mean that's the only difference i literally the only difference between me and my sister and kelly's hollywood and everyone else that i have met is that i actually just did it really that's it you know my my sister and i are no more spectacular or special than anyone else i've met and ainsley you know, as a rock star in her community, as it should be, and she is going to change the world. I mean, she really will, and uh, and she already has, and that, and you have too. And by embracing her, lifting her up, um, 
I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, really, it's uh, it's remarkable to witness. And there's God love her. And there's to be more of you and more of her in the world. Um, thank God you're here. But you have you are moving mountains. And uh, and I want to applaud you for that. And I want to recognize you for that. And I want to cheer you for that because uh, you are making the world a better place. And so is she. And she's gonna keep doing it. And it's funny. Another mom said, "Oh my God, I just love what you said so much." And, the, the conference, you know, we just had this quick little exchange recently on Facebook, and I said, oh, I'm not sure what you're talking about, which, what did I say? And she goes, she goes, that bit about, you know, your, your, you know, your child's, your child's journey is going to be glorious because it's going to be theirs, you know, and, and that's it, you know, and Ainsley and all these other, whoever's listening, you know, your kid's journey is going to be glorious because it's going to be theirs, you know, and, and that, that is always worth remembering because no matter what happens, who surrounds her, she has a sibling or not, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Her journey is going to be spectacular. And it's going to be awesome to see. And not only is it these immediate experiences, you know, with people, but as you've seen from these podcasts and my film and my sister, it's that ripple, you know, that mm-hmm. ripple that it creates that keeps spreading further and further and further out. That's the magic, you know, that's that's the phenomenon and that should never be forgotten because often we are going to affect Ainsley and you and me and everyone else and Ron, you know, <laughs> affecting, we're affecting people that we, we don't even know, yeah. you know, from that ripple that's very, that may be, who, who knows, hundreds, thousands of layers deep, mm-hmm. you know, that, that somehow reaches someone, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and that is really, yeah, the magic. And those are the things that we have to remember when, you know, we're done our long days and laying on our pillow, not sure how we're going to do it the next day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got a lot of those, those are days. Those things that keep us going. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting that you just said that because just yesterday, I think, I got a message from an old colleague who, you know, she said she wanted to apologize to me. She went and listened to the podcast and she goes, I want to apologize to you because I was really judgmental of you being a single parent and having a child with down syndrome but now I can hear from the podcast like you know how much Ainsley's enriched your life and the things that you guys have done so you know and I you're right like it's just like the ripple effect out there and and how we can start changing the world and and you've done that through you know your movie about Kelly and I also have to give a little shout out to um that she's now part of the Mile High Club so (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah do do you want to explain (laughs) (laughs) sure I'll explain um my sister god lover she uh in the film I should say I I should probably say be more specific the film uh will be showing uh in August will be showing on all the virgin um Australian flights um, and so it's just remarkable. They they've licensed it for their that quarter, August to October. So if you fly Virgin Australia, she'll be high in the sky, and we'll be celebrating equality, compassion, inclusion, uh, you know, all the good stuff. And yeah, it's remarkable. And it really, yeah. And I had a little fun play on words, you know. And it's what's really crazy about that, Mary, is I actually had a mom messaging me on Facebook and said, "Hey, you know what Mile High." you know what the High Mile High Club is, right? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, yeah, I know what it is. And she goes, oh, I just, I just didn't, yeah, I just didn't want it to taint your work and your message. And, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. 
And so she was little, I think she was a little worried that I was making that reference and maybe she thought it was crass. I don't know. But I said, well, you, you should watch the movie because my sister, my sister, <laughs> she, she would join the mile high club in a second. If she... <laughs> you know, as, as, as you're talking about this, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, well, I wonder if Colin Firth is going to see this. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. Everyone asks, has he seen it? Has he seen it? I have no idea. I don't I don't believe so, but I would love that, of course, and, and even better on the film. But yeah, you know, and that's the interesting thing. I, I you know, I know we got to wrap it up at some point sooner than later, but, <laughs> but you know, the one thing I will say, you know, that that example, the whole, you know, the, the mom being like, oh, you know, maybe a little, you know, whatever. But what I said to her was, you know, along the lines, I'm paraphrasing, but I said, you know, well, I alluded to my sister in the film and, and her being sexually charged too. But I also it's just a fun little play on words. But but I think what's what's imperative is that we we trust the story that we want to tell mm-hmm. and and how we want to tell it. You know, mm-hmm. because really you're not going to please everyone. You are not. There's no way you can. You know. In fact, I. You know, the, the, the whole Down Syndrome community has not embraced me or the film. There are still some old guard out there that, you know, like I tried to to have an event in Boston and I was really close, um, but I could not get the endorsement or the support from the Down Syndrome community in Boston. Really? The reason was, and again, I don't want to call anyone out. I, no. I, I probably shouldn't even have said Boston, but, but you know, but she's an old school guard and, and she was very sensitive to the fact that, you know, the film, Kelly dies in the film, and she was really concerned about the community and how that would affect the community and and having to address that, you know, post-film. And, you know, my answer was, well, <laughs> you know, death and dying is a very real, and everyone does it, mm-hmm. and that is really part of my bigger message, which is we cannot overprotect anyone, really, but certainly not you know, we, we can't overprotect. I mean, this is something that they need to address. And in fact, one of my, one of my really on the top three list, including the mom's retreat, one of my, my favorite experiences was showing it to 150 self-advocates at the National Down Syndrome Conference. And they, they brought death and dying up. And it was such a beautiful exchange mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. wanted to talk about it. They wanted to say, my aunt died. My mom died. My friend died. My and we had this robust, beautiful conversation about death and dying because you know they they and and they but but what was even better than that is it was a small part of the conversation. It was it was the film was celebrated for all the right things, which was wow. I've never seen a film that celebrated my dreams that much. I have those dreams too. I mean, and so these are all the things I wanted to say to Boston and and the few others that have said oh. I'm not so sure, you know, yeah. or, or Kelly being a little sexually charged or, you know, all these, these little things in the film that, you know, have triggered some of um, the old school perspective mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. And, and everybody's, you know, everyone's can have their opinion, mm-hmm. but again, if you start, you know, living your life, <laughs> living your life and writing your story, you know, to all the critics, yeah. my God, we paralyzed. We never get out of bed. Right. So. Uh, well, you make it quite clear in the film that, you know, because of her heart challenges, she wasn't really expected to live she beyond 20. 20. And she yeah. almost doubled that. What, what was it? She was 40, For, 41? No, 30. No, no. just shy of 40. Just yeah. shy of 40? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was thinking no, about that yeah. today. Going, She lived like double what they expected. And, and, she, it, yeah. and, it, and it was such a great life. Yeah. 
And I think that came across. That came across really well in the film. Oh, yeah, 100%. I know. Um, well, thank you for that, because, I mean, that's right. You know, it's, and I think that is, again, I think the film has many messages, but that is one. You know, if you live life and squeeze the nectar out of and all it has to offer, which Kelly did, mm-hmm. you know, you can live twice as long, right? You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's just, <laughs> you know, maybe not twice, but yeah, I mean, you, you can add a few years if you're, if you carpe diem, you know, the day. Yeah, I mean, that is uh, a real testament to who she was, I think. And and as much as she loved and, and maybe even a little sexually charged, maybe that helped give her a little goose for those extra years. <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay too, right? Yeah, so anyway, uh, but yeah, that's a little sidebar. But but I think it's important to, to address in some way, shape, or form that, you know, not everyone's going to embrace uh, you or your story, your mm-hmm. choices. That's okay. You yeah. know, you have to live okay. the life that you choose for yourself and, and you have and, and look at you go, you thank know? You. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I have just so loved our conversation, Brian, and I'm so appreciative that you came on and I have to give another little shout out to Sharon because, you know, she recently told me that after your talk at the at the conference that or the retreat I should say that she just never felt so captured and moved by one person before and I have to completely agree (laughs) wow uh well man if that's the cherry I I, thanks (laughs) okay cut (laughs) no well look thank you for that I I'm not really even sure how to respond I I'm very grateful to you for bringing me on the show first and foremost but but look that was a spectacular 24 hours for me for for i think all of us in that Mm -hmm. room everyone that was there and i know you're experiencing it in a much different way of course as a mom and it's even you know more profound but it was it was it was a beautiful celebration of Mm -hmm. life um struggles i mean everything that life has thrown at you know at, at at us and people and humans but really what it shows, I think, more than anything, is is the power of the collective and that bond and and how powerful that is. I mean, it's just an incredible thing. But thank you for that. I, you know, look, my as I said, you know, my sister, I am the the fabric that I am as a as a human being. I attribute so much of it to my sister and and those gifts that she has given me throughout. I mean, still does. So yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that. But. <laughs> thank you very much thanks again brian and maybe we'll see you at another rock and mom's retreat sometime soon oh, i would love that I really, <laughs> and uh thank you again mary ron uh so nice to meet you ron and uh be the uh zeros and ones <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah thank mary, you brian thanks a lot for coming on it was it was, uh, it was really it was, great it was great and mary thank you so much great to see you again thank you brian all right give you a little rock star my best will you i give will I will yeah, for sure. Good cheer for me. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hope to see you again soon. You bet. Wasn't that just awesome? That was, how do I put this? That was fun and enlightening and an amazing experience. It was, he, he's a very motivational speaker. Yes. And like I said before, there wasn't a dry eye in the room at the Rock and Mums retreat when he gave his talk. And I just loved it. And honestly, I will carry it forever. Well, I, from my perspective, I thought it took a lot of courage to tell that story, mm-hmm. to put it all out there, both for him and for his sister and for his family and for all his neighbors 
and you know like the the documentary itself I hope people will get a chance to see it yeah it's fabulous and I'm so glad that he was able to do that and I know it was very difficult to do it after you know Kelly had passed away but I also think it's such a, a marvelous tribute to her well, and we're going to put, because Brian is such a motivational speaker, we're going to put a couple of links in on, on in the show notes for this for, for this on the webpage, is where you can see a YouTube clip of Brian at the Best Buddies conference from a couple of years ago, uh, where you can book Brian to be come and speak to you yes. uh, and your organization. So, Awesome. Okay. So uh, thanks again, Brian. I know we've dropped the lines, but we really appreciate your time. Thank you for the motivation. Thank you for being so open with us about the whole thing. And thank you for being a guest. Thanks for listening to the T21 Mom podcast. And I would love to hear from you. What things are important to you as you navigate this journey of special needs and Down syndrome? How are you doing things your way? Drop us a line at our email at info at t21mom.com and t21mom is all one word and let us know what's going on in your life or you can reach us on our website or on facebook and leave us a message how you're liking the podcast and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review so we can be more searchable for others keep on loving on your rocking kiddos and we will see you next time see you mary bye ron bye